Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Uh, a lighter, more chipper uh, voice today rather than yesterday's episode. And I apologize for that, sad Pelicans alert. I am Lyle Swithenbank, of course. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Follow us on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank at Ethos Pelicans. Now, as I foreshadowed, as I like to do, mystical and mysterious and all that sort of carry on, I'm joined by a wonderful guest today, uh, Mr. Justin Napoli. How are you going, mate? Good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on, Lyle. Um, it's, it's actually an honor. I, I've been following you for a while. I love your stuff and just the, uh, the fandom you have for the Pelicans. is It's, it's fun, to, fun to follow and, and fun to watch. I appreciate that, mate. I mean, likewise, I mean, love what you guys you do over there at, uh, at Propel's Talk. And I've been, yeah, likewise, listen to all your stuff. It's um, it's great to hear so many different voices around the Pelicans and, and everyone watching the same thing and everyone has different sort of, um, they see different things and, you know, we build uh, different uh, opinions and the like, but I think that's what makes the community so vibrant, for want of a better term. I'm going to say vibrant. Um, I, like I, I don't know about yesterday, but, but otherwise. Um, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. Ugh, I hate to do it again. We lost to the Lakers. Um, can I just get your overall thoughts? I don't need to. I don't want. Yeah. 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 No. I mean, listen. It's game seven of eighty-two yeah. game season. Um, you know, when you play the Lakers, you want to beat them, obviously, with the draft picks and the future, you know, picks we have and Anthony Davis and things like that. But listen, they they didn't play well last night. Um, <clears throat> now they did have a nice stretch there, late in third and fourth quarter, and then um, closing the game out was uh, just disaster. But you know, people are talking about Dyson Daniels and. And I don't blame him for missing two free throws. Listen, that's a tough spot. He's in, I think it's, what is it, Crypto Arena now? Um, playing against LeBron for his first time in Los Angeles. That's a very big spot for a 19-year-old. Um, and listen, he missed two free throws. But let's call a spade a spade here. Their, uh, their defensive gaffe there with 1.4 seconds left, not switching everything, that, that, that was the killer. Um, you know, it seemed like there was a little miscommunication between Najee Marshall and Trey Murphy, and then he gets the shot off, and there's just a lot of questions there, right? But to be honest with you, man, they didn't deserve to win last night. I don't think they played well at all. I think they had a horrible second quarter. Um, they started getting going there late in third, uh, early fourth, and Zion really got into a nice run in the fourth quarter. But, you know, the first three quarters, they kind of slept walk through that whole thing. I completely agree, and I don't know what you put it down to, and I suppose there's a multitude of reasons that we can sort of – 
point out on uh, as to these that slow second quarter and I suppose you know there was the scheduling that was woeful and we can put all little asterisks till the sun comes home but at the end of the uh till the cows come home but I don't know what, what sort of analogy I'm going with but um you know it at the end of the day they need to come out and perform and and we've seen that with the the people that they had they've been successful against solid teams so I can't subscribe to this oh you know I know Brandon Ingram would have helped. Absolutely, Herb would have helped. But we've also had a, a good stretch where we were solid for four quarters and uh, without those guys as well. And um, I think it was a series of, of misfortunate events in that last probably five minutes where we just didn't execute. And I agree completely that um, you shouldn't be in that position. And also, we didn't deserve to win. The Lakers looked hungrier they wanted the win they they did and Lonnie Walker put him on his back and and decided to turn into prime Reggie Miller so uh. that's where I think that I'm most frustrated right you come in to play the Lakers you know you're gonna get it from LeBron and AD and and to be honest with you Lyle the Pelicans did a great job on both of them LeBron really wasn't LeBron last night I mean he looked uh he looked tired they did a great job defensively on him Anthony Davis missed a lot of bunnies um he he was I know they're bowing through some injuries but Man, when Lonnie Walker goes off for 28 points, uh, that's, you know, that, that that's a problem right there. And, um, you know, listen, the Pelicans have a chance to win. They should have won. Uh, now, how do they respond, right? They have the world champions coming in tomorrow night, Friday night, Smoothie King Center, New Orleans probably be sold out. How do they respond now, right? Listen, pass the pass, game's over, move on. What's what's the mentality like tomorrow? You're getting Brandon back. Looks like you're getting Herb back. You're going to have your starting five. You're going to have your full ammo. What do the Pelicans do tomorrow? And what do they do from here on out? Because they got a back-to-back. This is three games and four nights. Uh, this is a tough stretch. Now let's see what they're made of. Let's see if they can get over the hump. You know, last night is it's done with. Um, and, I, and I have full faith in Willie Green and the staff and, and the players. You know, they they usually respond well to this, and I expect them to come out and get a W tomorrow. I really do. Yeah, and I think the same. I We've seen after that horrible Utah Jazz loss, the response we saw against the horrible Phoenix loss, the response, and and I think they genuinely have that time and uh, and that mentality that they hate losing just as much as the fan base does. I think they genuinely hate it as well, and it's going to be a challenge against the Warriors because they're they're probably the complete well that's probably the understatement of the year, but it's they're also built which is completely different to how we like to defend. We, you know, we don't mind if they shoot a heap of threes and hope they miss, but Warriors don't do that. They're just going to, they're going to murder us if we don't uh, hit those defensive rotations, if we if we don't lock in and, and let guys get going. But um, it's going to be a test. Um, so, oh, yeah. I mean, listen, Lally, you also got them on a back-to-back. So that's yeah. in the Pelicans' favor. You're back yeah. at home. I know we have a back-to-back, from, and then we go from New Orleans to Atlanta. But yeah. you get the Warriors. I think they're playing in Orlando tonight. They're going to get late in, into New Orleans tomorrow. Uh, you got a full-day rest. You're, gonna get, you're getting your guns back. You know, you're getting your guys back. So I really expect them to come out ready to roll tomorrow. I really do. Yeah, and I think that's, that is a positive. I think we it's a perfect storm to be able to get the Warriors if they're coming off that back-to-back yeah. and coming from – Orlando and, and, you know, but again, it comes down to the intensity from our guys. They need to lock in. They can't, they can't have lapses in games like we did in the second quarter. We can't have the hero ball that some players decide to revert to uh, when, um, when the game's on the line, we going against or away from what our principles have been, has been our downfall. 
I think we play really good basketball when we play what we're meant to be playing instead of the ball sticking, people trying to do too much, um, not uh, falling asleep on defense, not running, um, not right. taking the and, shots when they're open. And, and look, I thought Jose Alvarado, Dyson, and Jose Alvarado and Dyson came in that game yeah. uh, middle of the third and really flipped the script, man. Agreed. I mean, that, that was a 12, 14 point game for a while. And then Jose and Dyson come in and, and just like that, we're up one. I mean, mm. we were up one with, you know, I think late in the third after the Trey Murphy dunk, you know, Dyson getting the ball out, Jose getting the ball out, Trey's running, Larry Nance doing some nice things. You know, CJ McCollum starts getting to a rhythm. Um, I would have liked to see, I would have liked to seen Jose more. I understand yeah. it's game seven. Um, I like to see him get more minutes. And, I, and I'll say this much, man. Dyson is, he's now forced Willie Green's hand. Um that he has to play him. It, it literally reminds me of Herb Jones. It, mm. It's the exact same thing. Herb, you know, Josh Hart got hurt game one of the year. Herb comes in, he impresses, and then he never leaves the starting lineup. Dyson, same thing, comes in against Luke and the Mavericks, impresses. I know he has his ankle thing, comes back, plays, you know, against the Lakers, and he impresses again. I mean, he's shooting things three or four from deep, which has been, you know, a question mark, right? Can he shoot? Well, He's shooting 75%. It's a small clip, but still, man, the kid can play defensively. He's elite. As a 19-year-old, I'll tell you right now, he's elite. And I, mm-hmm. I broke down some film today. Uh, he took on LeBron twice and won both matchups. Yeah, and these ones. Clamp yeah, him. He, oh, he's done that yeah, twice think, now. He's done it twice. And, and once again, man, he, he also went up against Luca. Yeah. And did the same thing. Yeah. He is, as a 19-year-old, man, that, that's impressive. It really is. Honestly, and I'm impressed with how mature he is for a 19-year. I mean, switching topics, I suppose, just to Dyson. This is the Dyson Hype Show uh, for those that uh, are just joining us today. But um, it, honestly, the big knock on him was that he's, he didn't have a jump shot. It was sketchy at best. But then we saw his form and it looked okay. Fred Vincent's just been tinkering with it a little bit, you can see. And he looks shot ready when he caught it. That one where he came straight off the bench he'd been on about two seconds and they hit him in the corner and he just splashes a three and it was like it was in the left corner yeah, yeah. his form's good i mean listen i get to see him every day in practice and, and lila he puts in the work every day he's one of the last guys he is one of the last guys to leave the court every single day he's working he's either working with vincent or he's either working with their assistants and every single day he's putting in the work all the guys love him you know quiet respectful but just guy like Herb Jones just goes in, does his work. Once he's a gym rat, wants to get better, and you can see it. You can see it. Like it sucked we didn't get to see him in the summer league because yeah. you know he, he. I think he had that first game and he went that great, mm. uh, and then he rolls his ankle or he gets hurt, and we never got to see him again. Um, but for what I've seen, the last two to three games, he he's. I think the Pelicans hit it again in the draft, man. I mean, he he's something special. Yeah, I I completely agree, and I think. What makes it exciting as well that I get to see him in the green and gold playing for Australia down the line. But that to be able to hit on rookie time after time after time, well, two two years at least in a row. And then as well, Najee the year before, I suppose, Kyra still question mark, but looked like before that knee exploded that he was he was showing a bit of a few signs, which you know, you never like to see injuries, but I've got to credit the scouting report, the scouting department. They're finding some young guys that are high character and also love playing basketball. And I think that's so important. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like they keep drafting the same person. If you look at it, right. They're defensive, they're high energy. They're smart. I mean, you look at it, Herb Jones, you look at it, 
Dyson Daniels, Jose Alvarado, you know, even, you know, like a Najee Marshall. Um, Kyra, unfortunately, had, you know, the ACL injury, and uh, that's tough. But once again, Trey Murphy, another guy, high energy, wants to get better, um, hell of a shooter. And they're starting to, like, find their groove now where they hit the draft now. It's, listen, it's hard to hit a draft. They nailed last year. I think they nailed this year. We don't, we're not going to see EJ Liddell this year, but, um, Man, Dyson, Herb, Trey, and Jose, all four guys that impact the game. That's impressive. Yeah, no, I agree. It's um they've done very well and, and it set us up for the future. I think they've got us in a really good position that should some of the guys or the veteran guys not perform, or should they uh become too expensive or there becomes a better, cheaper option? We've got those guys in the wings ready to go, and they're actually performing and outperforming these guys now. So it's the future is bright, and I mean, you have a you're gonna have blips on the radar. I, I think the the best quote I saw, and I think it gives you a reality check, is that no one goes 82 and 0. So it makes it you have a loss, you know. Well, it'd be nice to, but Twitter Twitter overreacted a little bit last night. I'm more upset of the execution with 1.4 seconds left. That's why I'm upset. I, I went into this like, hey, if we lose, we lose. It's it's one game. I'm more upset that you just literally let that one get away. Um, You know, and, and listen, it's, it's a learning experience. I'm glad I was talking to somebody today. I'm glad it happened now and not in game 86 when you're in the playoffs on the road in game four, whatever it may be. I'm glad it's happening now early in the year. You can make adjustments. Um, Listen, it was a miscommunication. I don't know exactly what was said in the, uh, in the huddle, but you know, you live and learn. What can you yeah, do? for sure. And I can guarantee none of them are going to be standing inside the paint with 1.6 <laughs> seconds down three ever again when they ever, all lined up yeah. in that broadcast <laughs> with Antonio Daniels saying, why are they all, why are they guarding? Two can't hurt you on what's in there. Wow. I've been talking about this all day, man. I just, I still can't get over what, I don't understand the concept. I don't understand why we were trailing people. I don't even understand why we were even inside the three-point line. Um, At all. Larry Nance was guarding the ball. I thought Larry should have been on AD. I thought Trey should have been guard, you know, tracing the basketball because Trey's really long, so it's hard to get it over him. There, there, there was a lot. There was a lot right there. Yeah. No, it was it was uh, disappointing. And, and, again, you know, these are the ones that they get to celebrate. Awesome. Happy for their fans. It, all it does is put another chip on our shoulder to turn around and say, well, next time we're not ever going to be in that situation because you're going to be down right. 20. Um, and it'll be over in I agree. Time. You get Brandon in there, you, you probably win that game. But but the biggest thing I am taking away from that is that Anthony Davis and LeBron James are not healthy at all. Yeah, agree. This is game seven. I mean, LeBron looked like a shell of himself last night. Mm-hmm. It's been made public. AD's going through some back injuries. Listen, that, that team's getting old. I thought Westbrook played well last night, yeah, but uh, you know, it's one game. We're over it. Yeah, <laughs> on to the make next. adjustments on to the next one for sure. Sure. Um, overall, I suppose after to- I said off uh, off camera and off off mic that we were going all rise. So we've started with with that. What has been your overall? Well, hopefully this is all rise. Uh, what has been your overall uh, thoughts of the Pelicans so far? I mean, I've personally been impressed. Yeah, I like them. I think they're going to be a really good team. I think uh, injury, you know, health is always the most important thing. But I think Zion looks fine. Um, you know, they look great. I think this team's so much different with Brandon Ingram on the court. I, it, yeah. it just, he's just, 
he's that guy. I, I keep trying to say this, that Brandon makes this team go. And I think defensively, he was in his first couple games, I thought he was great. I also thought CJ, listen, I know CJ's not shooting it very well, but I think CJ's doing a great job facilitating. I think he's yeah. understanding his role. I think defensively, he's been really good. Energy-wise, he's there. He wants to win. Um, JV's off to a little bit of a slow start, but listen, Larry Nance has stepped up. Wow, well, this is a, a team that's nine or ten deep, and you see it. If Brandon Ingram goes down or Zion Williamson goes down or whoever goes down, CJ McCollum might go down. You have guys now that can plug and play. Mm. And if you can stay relatively healthy, this team's a top four or five team in the West. They just, people need to understand that Willie Green, this is the first time he's ever coached Zion Williamson. So that's going to take a little bit of adjustments. Zion Williamson's never really played with Herb Jones, with Dyson, with Jose, with Trey, with uh, CJ, with Larry, with Jonas. I mean, the list goes on and on. You got to give these guys some time offensively to get into a groove. And I think you're going to find that in the next 15, 20 games. I really do. Yeah. And I mean, again, we're looking at teams that are meant to be perennial title contenders that have started woefully this season. I mean, Philly was, was bad. The Nets were bad. Um, who else has started pretty average? There's been heap of teams that the heap were bad for the first couple of games. You know, it, it's one of those yeah, things he- that takes time. <laughs> Yeah, and and people love to overreact. I, yeah. I, I, listen, I think that the West is stacked. I think Phoenix yeah. is pretty good. Denver's really good. Uh, the Pels will be there. I think the um, I'm interested a lot in the Clippers. I, I don't. I, I just realized someone told me today like Kawhi's played two games out of eight. Like mm-hmm. that that's question mark. Um, they have still well. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still out. You know, knee soreness and things like that. Once again, if the Pelicans can stay healthy, they can be a top four or five team in the West. And you can see the Timberwolves, another team that made this big splash for Rudy Gobert. They don't look good. I mean, it's there for the taking. Really, it really is. The Suns are good. Um, but if Pelicans stay healthy, man. I, I really like what they. Yeah, I, I, I like what they, what I've seen so far. I really do. I agree, and I think what we've shown against those top side or the top sides in the West so far have been really, um, really promising. I think we, for three and a half quarters, we were up against the Phoenix Suns. I, I think that was a couple of slips down the line that perhaps we win if we're at full strength. Um, I think the game against Dallas, we made them look second rate. Um, I mean, they might have started a little bit quick, but then the way that we just turned it on and completely shut them down. And that's, I think, something that I've really liked is that ability to say we aren't, playing well at the moment let's flip that switch and come out of halftime and that goes quarters oofed. And i'm glad you mentioned that because i think jose dyson and larry are a very big component to that i really think those three guys are the energy guys which is kind of crazy to to think about but when things are going south and you're not playing well it, it happened against um it happened against the clippers and it happened against the lakers they weren't really playing well people they they flipped the switch jose flipped the switch larry flipped the switch uh dyson came in in this game flipped the switch i mean that's 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 a that's a great thing to have through 82 games because <laughs> i'm telling you when, when game 35 is happening you're on a back-to-back you do not want to face jose alvarado <laughs> he does not stop dyson daniels doesn't stop larry nance doesn't stop so um those three are huge and then just getting Brandon back tomorrow, I think will will solve a lot of problems. A lot. Well, it puts people back into their into their roles. I think that's been the big thing is that we've seen Najee Marshall turn into I don't know, like prime Michael Jordan at times because he's just <laughs> been having to do everything. And he, I thought he's been fantastic, honestly, over the last few games, uh, averaging eighteen odd points. 
but it puts him in that position where he doesn't have to be the number one person guarding everyone. He doesn't have to be the number one downhill option. He doesn't have to be the third scorer. And everyone shifts back down because you get those two starters back in, those other guys then bolster the bench who have been fantastic starters. But you put Trey Murphy back on the bench, you put Najee Marshall back on the bench with the reps that they've just had. I mean, that's a pretty deep team. You nail it on the head right there. I, I haven't even talked about Najee. I mean, Najee, what he did, just plugging and playing, starting these last four games, he's he's been one of the most important players this year. I mean, yeah. listen, he did a great job filling in for Brandon Ingram, and he's not known as a scorer or like a really elite defender. He's done both. He's done it all. He's passed the ball very well. He's rebounded. He's guarded the best player, uh, another high-energy guy, and he's been scoring. He's been shooting the ball pretty well, too, uh, of his last four games. So, He's been another guy that's been impressive. So, you know, I know I know the record's what four and three, I think, through yeah. seven games, but you get this one. Listen, you get through these first 10 games. I remember when the schedule came out, I saw these first 10 games. And I was like, oh God, this yeah. is going to be a gauntlet. And you get out of here six and four, five and five. You somehow get out seven and three. You get on three-game win streak. That's a win, man. That's a that's a win because I, I remember looking at that schedule. I was like, man, this is a gauntlet to start. And uh, they've held their own for sure. Absolutely. And stolen ones that perhaps we didn't think and dropped the ones that we thought were going to win. <laughs> well, the Dallas one was shocking, right? And the Utah one was shocking. But, I, man, I, I was impressed with Utah. They play hard. They play smart. They got they got some good guys. Um, but that was a game where Brandon goes out in the first quarter and you had, I think, Jose turned his ankle. That's right. Yeah. Zion has a bad fall. That was a weird, weird game. And they all, and to your point, they almost won. Like yeah. another game where they were down like one or two. They had a lead late in the fourth and just couldn't close. Well, so so far we've had what four wins, two overtime losses by less than a point or point and a half, mm-hmm. and then that Phoenix game, which we just I don't know, they were just a good side yeah. that. Uh, you know, gave us the business. But again, we still hung with them for three and a half quarters. It was just down the stretch where they sort of closed off and Devin Booker's going to do Devin Booker things and Bismack Biombo turned <laughs> turned into <laughs> Kembo Matumbo and uh, it was <laughs> he was blocking everything and we were in some strife. But, um, yeah, I mean, when, when you're out Herb, Brandon and Zion, yeah. uh, it's a, that's a tough one to, to win. But once again, they didn't lay down. Tell you that much. I was game through for three quarters for sure. And I think that's been the big change, I suppose, especially from the start of last year to the start of this year. And I mean, I'm sure it's like a broken record now, but that never say die attitude that it doesn't matter if you're down 15, 20, 25 in the first half. That's still another half of basketball to play. And I love that mentality that we're going to keep playing until it finishes. Have you seen a shift in that sort of mentality rather than dropping your head and, and oh, letting it play? A hundred percent. I mean, I can't tell you how bad the Stan Van Gundy days were. I mean, when you got down five, six games over yeah. with Willie Green, it's, it's just a different attitude. It's a different mentality. Everybody's bought in from one through 15. Um, and they just, they just fight to the last second, man. And that's, a, that's a testament to Willie Green for instilling that into the players and then the players trusting the coaching staff. It's all full circle, right? Players got to have coaches back. Coaches got to have players back and there's got to be trust between both of them. And when you have that, you have something special because I promise you, man, about 10 teams have that in the league every year Mm. where you trust the coaching staff and the coaching staff trusts the players. 
And that's a recipe for success. I think a guy that's the perfect example is the Miami Heat. Night year in, year out. Spolstra has those guys back. You know, they trust Spolstra and they're up there every year. I know they're off to a slow start this year, but um, that's one guy that I love. And another guy, Steve Kerr. You know, these are these are programs, these are franchises that uh you want to be, right? Willie yeah. Green, Phoenix, Monty Williams. I know him and DeAndre Ayton had that thing, but it seems like Phoenix is bought in, and that's where Willie Green comes from. He comes from the Golden State Phoenix trees, mm-hmm. and um he really took I think that Golden State and then still in the Pelicans. And if you notice, he started he's starting to get more and more Golden State Warriors personnel. Collins is an assistant coach. Uh, that was from Golden State. He has James Laughlin, who's another guy from Golden State. I think they just got an, an analytics guy from yeah, Golden God. State. So you're starting to see that he's instilling kind of like that Warriors mentality in the Pelicans and starting to when's the last time? I can't remember the last time we've had a over 500 record. I think it's happened twice since they turned the Pelicans to be, be through seven games and they're, they're over 500. I think it's happened twice in 12 years. I mean, well, we're near, well, we're there at the moment. <laughs> I'm not complaining against, I'm not complaining four and three. We were one and 13 at one point last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was, yeah, they were uh, sad times. And I think formed, I, I honestly think that the fan base reacts and I know I react because you're like transport back to that. It's like, we're never going to win again. I can't believe we've lost. Like, it's over. We're going to lose 12 straight. And I think we need to put our trust and our faith in what we've actually built and the people that know what they're doing uh, who are running this team and and the players that this is not the Stan Van Gundy Pelicans. This is not the the 1-14 and Pelicans. This is is one that comes with a bit of clout and a bit of, um, I suppose, a different narrative this year for, for want of a better phrase. But... It's um it's been very interesting. Uh, the next few games I think are going to be tough as well. Like I said, Warriors, yeah. Hawks, um, a couple of other hard teams after that. But what do you want to see out of the next? I don't know, say ten games. Yeah, it's a. I just want to see some growth. I want to see some continuity between the starting five. I think it's very important that Brandon and Zion are playing together and they're stringing games together. You know what I'm saying? Like those guys haven't really, you know, they played what two years ago they played 50 60 something games but ever since then you know they haven't really gotten on the court a lot and i think it's very important that cj brandon and zion play as many games as possible together as many minutes as possible because once they get to accustomed to each other and they they know where to get the ball to brandon and where to get the zion and where cj likes the ball and certain you know shot clock situations and things like that that's very important for growth between those three guys and then you know the herbs and trays and Jonas's and nances will fall in line but those are your guys. Those are the three guys. That's your trio. I need to see these three guys play as many games as possible. I want to see healthy. Just I, I'm interested, Lyle, to see if they let Zion play on a back-to-back because this will be the first back-to-back since Zion's uh, injury, and I don't know how they're going to handle it. Uh, I'm really interested to see it. Are they going to be cautious or are they not going to be cautious? So it will be good to see 14 back tomorrow, and I think that, Offensively, they're gonna find their groove. I promise you. I'm, I'm, I'm getting on. I'm getting on board. I'm telling you that right now. Defensively, they need to dig in. I think they have to get better defensively, and those three guys need to play as many minutes as possible. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100. percent I think, I think you hit the nail on the head on that. Uh, I think consistency and, and continuity is the key at this point because what we had the preseason that was sort of interrupted. We then had the first seven games that have been sort of interrupted and through no fault for the most part, 
of those players own. You know, Brandon's was a freak accident. Zion got Jordan Clarkson's only defensive uh, <laughs> defensive play of, the, of his career uh, and swats him out the air. You know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, and Herb's knee hyperextension didn't look that bad, but obviously was just <laughs> woeful. Uh, we, we dodged a bullet there, man. Oh. Uh, they thought it was serious. They actually Went have been backwards. Mm-hmm. They thought it might have been season ending. It was uh, they dodged a bullet there. Yeah, it was it was scary for a second. When he and the fact that he came back on and played, I was like, oh, we've seen this before, um, where the guy thinks it's all right and it's not. But the fact that it was a hyper extension, the footage when they did the up close was Oof. actually horrific, and it was like, how are scary. you still walking? Weird, yeah, it was like a weird step, and then like it's funny you mentioned that because like two plays later, I'm just like zoom by. I'm like, is he okay? Like he looks to be okay, but. Yeah. I'm glad. Listen, I'm glad they took time with Herb. Agree. You don't mess with knee injuries. I'm glad they took their time with Herb. With Brandon, the concussion, I, you know, it didn't look like a very serious hit. It was mm. a backhand face. But once again, man, we're we're in a day now, day and age where concussions are, you know, it, it's a very sore subject. It's a very soft subject. So you want Brandon to get fine, and then Zion, you know, he took a hard fall, and I know they want to be careful with him, but. Sooner or later, you got to take the kid, the kid's gloves off and, and yeah. let the kid play. You know, Zion wanted to play. He wanted to go back in, and they held him out for two games and whatever. He's back. He looks fine. Mm. Uh, but those three guys got to stay healthy. Um, and then having CJ. I think CJ's been great, too. I think CJ's accepted his role. You know, as a he's never really been a facil- facilitator. Yeah. He's done a really – I think he's – I might have tweeted it out, but he's averaging a career high in assists. He's up to like 7.4 game. Um, he's been great. So – just gotta keep going, man. It's, it's an 82 game season. You can't overreact to one bad loss, but you can overreact to a certain meltdown that you had. That's okay to do. Yeah. But the loss in general, I mean, if we're yeah. gonna look back on the season and that's the game that flips the script, we're in we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we might win the rest from here. Like you know, they could we could never lose again. I, I mean, <laughs> that, is a, that is a possibility. You have to play the games. You never know. <laughs> exactly right. I mean, it is gonna be interesting. Um, Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I mean, before we wrap up, we'll just touch on Zion because everyone likes to hear about him. And I like to talk about him as well because he's a phenomenal athlete and transcendent talent and all that and the heir apparent to the league and all that. We've heard, we've heard the stories. Um, he's He's been a bit up and down, I think. Um, I mean, despite having that massive fall, I think he's been battling against whistles. He's been battling against um, defences that are literally like, we'll just let anyone else anyone else beat us than you in the paint um what have your thoughts been on on zion because he's still getting the numbers he's just having to do it the hard way yeah yeah. listen i think zion i love when he's attacking i love when the ball's in his hands and i I think that he needs to be i think you saw point zion against the clippers and he was really effective right he was picking apart the defense and i think eventually in the second half last night against the lakers they started getting the ball in his hands he started doing a lot better things um i am I'm always I'm always thinking about adding to your game, 
Uh, that's who that's just the coach in me. I love when players add to their game. Uh, I think Zion needs to take 15 footers more. I, I know we want to attack, 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 attack. I get it. But uh, he had a 15 footer against LeBron last night. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Because yeah. if you start hitting that at a consistent rate, now they have to guess what? Now they have to come up and press up on you. We know what his bread and butter is. He loves to just drive by you, power you, and lay it up. Mm. And you can add that to his game, right? And then add a spin move back to his right and lay it up he becomes really hard to guard. Now, look, he hasn't played in a year and a half, and he's got to get back in the flow of things. And he's looked at Lyle, and Lyle at, some, at times, I don't think Zion's looked very good. But at, at other times, I'm like, my God. Like, <laughs> the fourth quarter last night, I'm looking at it, I go, nobody in the arena can stop him. They mm. know he's going left. You can't stop it. He's too quick. He's too powerful. But eventually he needs to start adding to his game. He needs to add the 15 footer. He needs to add the spin move back to the right. He needs to maybe even add an up and under and things like that. Like another guy that he's got in the house is Billy Hernan Gomez, who has some of the best footwork in the league. Yeah. You know, Billy's been a little frustrated with his playing time, but if I was Zion, I'd be picking his brain and I'd be picking Jonas's brain too. Cause Jonas has some good footwork and Larry Nance, another guy has really good pump fakes and mm. basketball and things like that. So that's what I like to see from Zion. But look, hasn't played in a long time. He seems to be relatively healthy. He's still scoring, what, 23, 24 points a game. I think shooting 50-something percent from the field. Yeah. And to the point about the no calls, he's just ref differently. It's unfair. Yeah. But he's got to learn to get through it. And it's hard. it's so much easier said than done. I know it's really frustrating because he's getting hit every time down but you can't let that play affect the next play, right? Too many times I see him, he gets hit, doesn't get the call, then he kind of starts jogging back. And it's like, all right, well, time to get over that. Like, let's mm -hmm. play, move on. Uh, but listen, I, he's a special talent. He's here for the next six years. He's only going to get better. And then I just like to see the ball in his hands a little bit more. But once again, like I said earlier, Willie Green has yet to really coach him. Yeah. So it's going to take some time. So people are really like, I don't understand why Zion's not getting this and that. It's like, all right, we'll pump the brakes, man. It's, it's been seven games. Yeah, been, yeah. Everyone just calm down. The refs are learning too. Yeah, like, Willie Green's going to figure it out. I, I'm 100% sure about that. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I, on expanding your game, I completely agree. I think if he brings in like like that 15-foot jumper or a giant killer or something else besides a bit of finesse, all of a sudden, those guys come up at you and the defender isn't standing still for a charge. He's coming out to guard you. And that's you're going to get easy whistles doing that. Because if you pump fake on one of those and you go up and into them, you're getting two shots. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, and, and I think at the moment, they're standing there. Like we saw Westbrook take a couple of charges. I mean, yeah. oh, I don't know how we got up from that. But <laughs> Yeah, here's the game plan. I know we got a little bit of time left. But the game plan is he's going left. He's going to finish left, sit on his left hand. That's mm. that, that's in every scouting report here. Now, can you stop it? I don't know. But there will be, there will be those times where he forces a shot and misses it or runs over yeah. Russell Westbrook and those kind of things where I think that he can start being like, all right, let me start going right more or let me start pulling up more. And I, he, Listen, he's got a great release. He has a good shot. He's a good free throw shooter. I know it's going to translate. He hit that 15-footer against LeBron mm. last time. Like, he could do this four times a game. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if he misses it. Just shoot it, man, because then they're going to start coming out on you, and then you're just going to start dribbling, getting it right under him, finishing at the rim. No, I'm with you 100%. But, I mean, overall, 
I'm still excited. I'm still hyped. And now yeah. I've slept on the game. Yeah. I watched it twice and now I'm I'm flying again now. It don't doesn't take much to to get me back on the positive side of things. But Justin, I'd like to take this moment to to thank you for joining us. It's been fantastic. Can you give us a, a plug of everything that's going on over at Pro Pills Talk and otherwise? Uh yeah, great. man. Um follow us Pro Pills Talk, Twitter, Instagram. First off, thanks for having me on the show, man. And I wanted to mention that we are so excited for you to become the states and New Orleans. No, thanks, and man. I cannot wait to meet you in person. We we all love you down here. Uh we're so excited to meet you. We love what you do, and we're really excited as a team to get you on our podcast in the studio uh whenever you come down here so we're excited about that and we're gonna go to some games and just love what you do love how you love the team and man you wake up at 8 a.m to watch basketball games that's <laughs> that's that's absolute dedication so <laughs> we appreciate you i oh, appreciate that mate it's um it's been nice to be part of the community and you know it's a good way to start your morning with uh with the pelicans game usually better if they win otherwise it sort of ruins your whole day you don't get to sleep on it but um <laughs> that's okay we, we 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 persevere but uh justin thank you so much for joining us uh, it's been fantastic and and everyone out there go out and check out everything that uh, justin and the guys are doing over at propels talk and boot crew because they are um they put out some really good content and uh, good local stuff and guys around the team. And uh, no, we, we enjoy what you guys are doing. So keep doing what you're doing. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that guys. This has been the sports ethos, new Orleans Pelicans podcast. I'm Lyle Swithenbank joined by Justin Napoli. Stay safe and uh, bye for now. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.